Welcome to the Innocent Classroom Podcast. My name is Ade B.C. Wilson, and I am your host. Today, our guest is Kelsey Oaks. Kelsey teaches first and second grade at Lucy Craft Laney Elementary School in the Minneapolis Public School District. The student population at Lucy Laney is 96% students of color, 85% of which are black, and 87% of the students receive free or reduced lunch. Regardless of the demographics, Lucy Laney sees consistent gains in their academic performance year after year. Kelsey went through constructing the Innocent Classroom with her school in 2015 and has been practicing since then. As she continues to engage the good of each child, she is also preparing for transitioning students in and out of her classroom next year. Kelsey shares with us how she connects with incoming kids and collaborates with colleagues to build relationships with students moving into and out of their classrooms in the fall. She also reminds us that it's never too late to start connecting with a child. Welcome to the Innocent Classroom Podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for coming. I'm sure our audience would love to know a little bit about you. Um, My name is Kelsey Oaks. I am an eighth year teacher, and it's my sixth year at Lucy Laney, where I am right now. I started out teaching fifth grade, and then after I had my daughter, I went down to first grade, and now I've looped up with first graders to second, and next year I'm going back down to first. My mom was a teacher my whole life because she's had a kid who was just like this kind of kid, or did you try this kind of thing, and how do you get them to engage, and how do you get them to buy in, and her her philosophy, which I think came from Ann Garrity, was that the kids have to hire you, and that's kind of what I went into it, knowing that they have to want to be at school they have to love school and I think that's what I'm good at and I think why my class runs well is because they do want to be at school and Mm -hmm. then I think that's why I hooked on to innocent classrooms so well is because it's about making them making kids feel good making them feel seen you know and that's kind of meshed really well with what I was already feeling and thinking but it gave a lot more weight to what I was thinking and seeing what's your approach to the kids in your classroom it's asking them what they like and what they don't like. It's a mm-hmm. lot of that. But it's a lot of like, oh, are you funny? You must be funny. I think mm-hmm. you're kind of funny. And then again, when you see them doing something, you're like, see, you have that sense of humor that I just noticed. Like, you kind of act like this kind of comedian. I know. You know, it's like noticing things about them and then saying it again in a different way and again in a different way. And all of a sudden, they're then they describe themselves that way. And they say, I'm kind of a funny kid. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm actually really a science kid. Or I'm, I'm a math kid. Um, because you just plant those seeds of what you really see and and but just naming it for them really helps that kind of helps me connect and like um so like on our bus duty this <laughs> adorable young I don't know if he's in high five or kindergarten just peanut of a child said he was really upset and he said I'm filled with anger and I was like oh are you that sounds difficult you know and I just didn't even know what to say but now every time I see him I'm kind of like are you filled with anger today are you filled with something else today what are you filled with today you know and now Mm -hmm. he's kind of like so that was kind of our language to start with and now he's kind of like oh I'm just a little bit hungry today you know now he's just talking about (laughs) regular things but so it's noticing and then remembering what you see and Mm -hmm. kind of um getting ready for next year um a staff person came up to me and said you know do you know this kindergartner, I think it'd be a good fit with you because of, you know, this, this, and this. She's working on this so far. She's got this kind of trauma. She's got this kind of this. And I happened to see her in the hall today. And I was like, oh my gosh, does your name start with a J? Are you blah, blah, blah? You know, like I just heard about you. And yeah. she, she was not looking at me or anything. And I was like, I'm excited because I think I'm going to see you again later. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, but so now I already 
have that tiny conversation with her. And so the next time I see her, I get to be like, oh, there you are again. You know, so it's a lot of remembering and then kind of teaching them who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun part. Like a lot of it's really, really, really fun because they're sweet and they're kids and it's, I enjoy children. You know, like that's the main thing of why I think I'm good at it is because I really love it and mm -hmm. they are really funny. And then when it gets tricky, it's like you have to, what I notice about myself is monitoring every exhale, like where my shoulders are, yeah. how I'm greeting them when I, cause the way my classroom is, I see them coming across the hall in the morning and my toughies are always on time, you know, and I am <laughs> always ready like to just like, you know, like, you know, honestly, you, you're just like, okay, I'm not quite ready to see that kid, but here we go. Here we go. You know, yeah. I'm just like knowing that as much as like, it's fun to plant those positive things, like they are watching every Absolutely. tick on my face and every placement on my shoulders and every way I exhale and every time I clench my teeth and all of that, you know, that we naturally do to the kids who push our buttons and who are struggling and who have been through the ringer and want us to know, you know, and so like, it's all those minute ways of getting them to see that you see them, but then also like, are they, is she going to be annoyed with me? Is yeah. she going to like give up, you know, how quickly can I get her to give up? Yeah. You know, all those things where they're really pushing. But then once you, usually once you get them, you get them. And I know who to look straight on to when I'm talking to them and who to look sideways to and who to say, you know, like someone in here is having a hard time. I am looking for someone who could just really step up and be a good friend, you know, and like who I'm talking to a certain kid and, you know, they think it's for everybody and it's for them, you know, and yeah. all those kind of like, you just start to know how they tick. When we talked about a week ago, you were sharing with me about a particular student who you did see some strides with academically. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about like what your relationship with him was like in the beginning, what mm -hmm. he, where he was academically, behaviorally, and how that changed over, over time. He, well, he is a really easy, like innocent classroom type kid because he has one interest and that is cars. Mm -hmm. When I first met him, I couldn't understand what he was saying and he's kind of quiet, kind of mumbling. And then finally I realized he was saying, you drive a Honda. And I was like, oh yes, I do. Yes, I drive a Honda. He had seen my keys or whatever, you know, but that was really easy to start with him because we, I knew he liked cars and I was like, it's just like the fried chicken example that. Alex gave us that I just literally wrote out a list of car names for him mm -hmm. and that was like the best present he had ever gotten and all <laughs> we did was read car names that relationship piece is really easy with him because it was straight cars but really seeing now that um it's a lot of like playing with him too because one day he said he happens to be in, in special ed um and he said oh I don't have to do this part and I I like froze everything. I got my phone out and dramatically called or texted the principal and said, oh my gosh, I have the biggest emergency. Jane thinks he doesn't have to do this work. Can you come down here right now? You know, and kind of <laughs> played it up that that was like the, the biggest problem in the universe. And that day and like a few other times, he's engaged way more with grade level work than he has before, mm. for sure. Like, And he sees himself as a regular kid. And I pushed that with him all the time. Like you were unfortunately you're no different than anybody else <laughs> you know like you're special but you're not special more special than anybody else like you have yeah. to do this too and that's been nice he doesn't he doesn't kick things or stomp around but then I have a couple other kids who love helping him so then that's really cool and I, that's a testament to having them together for so long because they're yeah. like come on man we can do it look I'll help you and and that's you know that's when you just sit there and smile because it's just cute you know it's yeah. just sweet they really they really want him to succeed too did you identify his good? 
successful or smart mm. kind of I was kind of originally kind of looking for thinking more like to feel normal mm-hmm. um but then I kind of that didn't seem kind of deep enough you know it was a little bit I think it was a little bit more like fitting in but like more with academics because friendship's yeah. pretty easy for him but it was a little bit more of academic success he's geared more toward fitting in with high academic achievers in the class and he's one who like we go to you when we need help with science like you mm-hmm. are you know your brain is so interesting showing him that we need you in science because you always remember this you know he is really strong in those areas but making sure that he has academic praise instead of because he everyone knows he's funny and s- silly and you know he gets praise for that all the time and he's adorable mm-hmm. um, so he gets all of that but really pushing the academic praise and authentic ad- academic praise for him so you have this group of kids that you've been with for two years. Mm-hmm. You started off finding their good. You've really worked to find their good, engage their good, and you know have that as your foundation as you work with them. You're gonna, you're not gonna have these kids anymore. Yeah. So we actually, we've so been what starting are you doing? to talk about that kind of what teachers were looking at for them. You know, you know, thinking of a girl who, beyond any sense of how is she not confident? She's just not confident. You know, she's got everything going for her, but she's just not confident. And so the whole team at lunch today were just like, who is she going to fit good with? Who mm-hmm. is going to make her confident? You know, because for two years straight of succeeding in school, having, like, the best handwriting in the room, you know, like, always getting things right, having great friendships, like, lessening all her outbursts, you know, just, like, killing everything. She's still not confident at all. And then knowing that now she's going to have to go – it's going to be a bigger classroom. But then realistically, you know, like, I'm not going to stay with them forever. They're yeah. fine. They're great. <laughs> They're ready to go. And the next teachers are ready to have them. But we're already looking at specific kids, specific makeups of who needs to be with who, who needs to take a break from somebody, who needs, you know, this teacher who's really strong with this and, and kind of looking at kind of handing them off mm-hmm. based on based on their goods and based on kind of how they operate and what we've built up. And then at the same time, then getting ready for these first graders who are going to seem tiny. But, you know, next week we're starting to, um, we're going and visiting all the classrooms. I saw, met that girl that I'm going to have and kind of I'll be able to see her in her classroom and say, oh, look, you did the hall really good. Oh, now I see you know how to sit in a chair. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, and just kind of, you know, getting those things started. And then looking back at innocent classroom stuff of how to, like, how to watch and how to ask and then how to offer stuff about me too and, Mm-hmm. where I notice uh, like a significant lack in relationship when we get to do our differentiated math groups I have these kids come in who I never see and I'm and I am expecting them to perform really hard math stuff based on what math level they are and mm-hmm. that's what's kind of been really jolting is how much I rely on that relationship with kids is because I with looking at these two who struggle I'm like I got nothing mm-hmm. why would they do any work for me yeah I've never met them I don't know anything about them I've had them for kind of like six weeks now and but I still pretty much have nothing the only way for me to really get great math out of them is to have put in those hours beforehand getting to know them you know but yeah why would they really give me their best when I've I've got nothing with them and so that's been really tricky to cram in months of getting to know somebody Mm-hmm. while also being like okay but your warm-up also has to be done and we also really need to get to this <laughs> other part but how are you what did you eat for dinner last yeah, night you know yeah, like yeah. like really trying to cram that in and then really seeing how I just am lost when they're when they're having a moment with those ones I don't know right now 
in math, I'm just lost. And when they're in that moment, they're having a really hard time. Obviously, that's not the time to build their relationship. Yeah. But I've got nothing to go on. And it's it's really, it's humbling, but it's also like showing how valuable the relationship is. But it's um, it's been a wake-up call of, of like when I have other kids that I don't know that well, how am I going to quick yep. be able to function with them in a you know, in a happy way. What are your thoughts about that? Like what, what could you do differently? You know, I wish I, what I said I was, should have done is I should have taken those two and eaten lunch with them. You know, I Mm should have just done that day one. It just sacrificed the prep time and just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I really should have done that. Um, and then, uh, I could have written them notes, sent it with them, you know, and been like, I noticed you do this. I noticed you do this. I also like this and sent it on their way. And I still can, cause you know, cause I still have, I still have like a week with that group before we switch everybody up again and change kind of retest and re-see where everybody is you know so I still got some a window of time to kind of hook him but that's been really obvious that I don't have a relationship with him but it's not bad by any means but I just don't have a hook to keep him excited or to you know to really make him proud of himself in the morning lately I've been telling the kids like okay we have a job that's stamina scout and they're looking out for the kid who shows stamina all day and I change it to like who you have to tell me at the end of the day who was cheerful all day Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, well, I, get, I think I'm still in the running. I was pretty good today. Or, and yesterday, I was like, I am not in the running. Yeah. I got so crabby at 1130. You know, like, it's not going to be me. I wasn't cheerful. And as like, you know, Pollyanna as that sounds, you know, it's like that's what makes or breaks the the day with them. You yeah. know, and it goes back to, like I said, you see them coming down the hallway, you know, and I know she's the toughies. Like she's scanning my face, waiting for me to be like, oh, God, she's here, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that you, you, you focus on the fact that they are cute and mm-hmm. adorable, but even when they're in fifth grade, they're still cute and adorable. I think so. Even when they're in 10th grade, they're, they're still st- children. Yes. Like they are still little. Like when I look at our pre-K five, you know, and like the student council, like they are so serious and they're doing all their stuff, but oh my gosh, like their pants are like at a goofy height, you know, and their <laughs> hair is like, you know, they woke up, clearly woke up late, you know, like it's, they're yep. just children. And that's what like I kind of on my like, you know, kind of what I rehearse in the morning before school is children, 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 children. Yeah. You know, I say that a lot because they are just children. Thank you for joining us for the Innocent Classroom Podcast, where we free children to achieve. If you have any thoughts, comments, or feedback, please contact me at adebisi at innocenttech.com. That's A-D-E-B-I-S-I at innocenttech.com. Follow Innocent Classroom on Facebook and Twitter, and follow Innocent Technologies on LinkedIn. To learn more about Innocent Classroom, visit us at innocentclassroom.com.